Good day, everybody. Uh, this is Friday, the 6th of August 2021. Welcome to Fishing for Men with Mac. Uh, welcome to today's um, episode. It's wonderful to have you uh, on the line. Uh, nice to have your ear. And today I'm going to talk about the idea of heaven, um, where exactly it is where we go when we die. And it's based on an article that I was sent. The name of the article is, Do We Go to Heaven When We Die? It's found uh, on the website lifehopeandtruth.com. And a few things are being said in that article, written by Annie, Andy Burnett and Eric Jones. And I thought to just do a podcast on it. And I'm going to explain to you now where um, I, I came across it and why I decided to do the show on it. I hope that you are all doing well. Things have settled down a little bit here in South Africa. I hear that the uh, COVID numbers are rising in the States. Um, either way, I hope that um, you are, if you're a, a servant of Christ, that you're strong in your faith and that you are positive about the future and that you're filled with hope. To those of you going through a very difficult time, I I, I hope that uh, you will uh, remain strong regardless of the temptations that come trials are meant to make us stronger and those struggling with their faith those struggling to find out whether God exists this is a good show to start with it's a good uh, podcast to deal with and um, let me just answer the question first of all why do a, a podcast on this topic um, for people who are lost well if you don't believe in God then um, I'm curious to curious to know what do you believe happens after you die you see because the fact, and it's a fact, the fact that we all die should push us into the direction of trying to rationally make sense of the purpose of life and why it is that we exist, if we're going to cease to exist, etc., etc. And also, one of the big questions that rises from science is um, that we do have, in fact, a conscience. Um, and so our consciousness seems to continue after we've died, and I've done a podcast on that, and what is that all about? Are we really eternal beings or not? Now, Christianity, the, the Christian worldview says, yes, uh, we do live after we die. And um, so I think it's important to just talk about that. For the Christians, uh, I think this topic is also important because there seems to be quite a bit of confusion about it. I uh, received a message today from a lady. I, I have spoken about their family situation before. Her husband has been diagnosed with uh, one of the harshest, cruelest, most devastating forms of cancer. Um, it is uh, in his lungs, uh, spread to quite a few places. But this is a horrible f form of cancer because it really it causes a lot of pain. Uh, it causes um, swelling. Uh, you know, it causes uh, bleeding. It causes. You know, it's just a sweltering thing that spreads and nothing can heal it except surgery. That's the only way to get rid of it, by cutting it out. And uh, it's now in places where it can't be cut out. And so the doctor said to him, you've got zero to nine months to live. And I think at the moment he's been living already three months. I know that uh, they've been going to the doctor to get some, uh, to change his pain medication because I think the, the pain has gotten worse. And if you do believe in God, I would like to ask you to just pray for them and she sent me a message today and she said she read this article uh, entitled, Do We Go to Heaven When We Die? And uh, she would like my opinion on it. And I read the article and I must say I was a little bit shocked about what it said. You know, there's a tendency 
nowadays for people to write things and say things that's contrary to what most of Christianity has always preached. And that's because we are we find ourselves in a in a postmodern society. Uh, we find ourselves in a society where we always got to find something to debate or we've got to debunk the past. The guys in the past, they didn't know what they were talking about. And so here's the questions on the, I'm going to read you some things that's in the article, and then I'm going to explain some things briefly from a biblical perspective. Okay, so it says, what actually happens when we die? That's the question. Do Christians go to heaven after death or maybe the other place? It seems like this person doesn't want to use the word hell, although Jesus used it a number of times. What the Bible says happens after death may surprise you. Okay, and so do Christians go to heaven when they die? This is what the website says. No, the Bible likens death to sleep, an unconscious state for all people. That means that even Christians do not go anywhere uh, upon death. Scripture does, however, reveal that God's people will be resurrected at the return of Jesus Christ and will reign with him on the earth. Okay, so, so this is sort of a summary of the whole article. Okay, so, so when we die, all of us, um, whether you believe in God or not, you go into an unconscious state. Okay, when you die. It seems like this guy understands that then the, the, the people who don't believe in God, they, they die and stay dead forever. But the people who do believe in Jesus, they are resurrected when Jesus comes back and then they're going to stay on the earth. And so your actual physical body that you have today, that is going to be the body that you're going to live with on the earth. It seems like uh, forever. And so he asks a few questions here. I'm just going to briefly go over it. Um, what does the Bible say about death? And then he talks about the idea that the Bible says death is just unconsciousness. That that you don't you don't think or feel anything when you die. Okay, uh, that's the first thing. Then the the article talks about Bible verses that describe death as sleep. And yes, there are many scriptures in the Bible that equates. Um, death with sleeping, like Paul writes a few times and he says, you know, those people who have fallen asleep. And so he's referring to when a person dies. And I don't think we need to read anything into that. All that means is, is that uh, it gives us an indication of the nature of death, that it's not a permanent thing. That's why they've chosen to use that metaphor. If you go to sleep, then you will wake up again. Um, then the, the article goes on to talk about how is death like sleep? Okay, and explains that, you know, I don't really want to go into uh, much of that. And then the question is, is brought up, will I go to heaven? And I want to read you some things here. The Bible verses we have quoted in this article make it clear that when a person dies, he or she is unconscious. Death is like sleep. But many people believe that good people go to heaven when they die. In fact, every, thou every thousands of people ask search engines Will I go to heaven? Uh, that's exactly how the article phrases it. The above scriptures answer that question indirectly. They collectively tell us about the mental state of the dead and use an analogy of sleep that doesn't match the common idea about heaven. Most churches don't teach that people go to heaven to sleep for eternity. Okay, so uh, there is no scripture that says we will go to heaven when we die. Now, look at that. It's a clear statement. There is no scripture that says we will go to heaven when we die. And so uh, it seems like most of Christianity has been wrong about claiming that when we die, we actually go to heaven. Okay. In fact, he says, Jesus Christ, the highest authority we could consult on the topic said in John 3.13, no one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is the son of man who is in heaven. 
Um, the Apostle Peter reinforced Jesus Christ's teaching in his famous Pentecost sermon, which he delivered seven weeks after Jesus' resurrection from the dead. Men and brethren, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. For David did not ascend into the heavens. And that, by the way, is just a, a not a cool um, explanation of what that verse is about. And so the next question is, where do we go when we die? Um, as we have learned, people who have died do not go to heaven. They are sleeping or resting in their graves. Okay. But as we've already mentioned, that sleep isn't permanent. The Bible contains the good news that God will wake them up in a resurrection from the death. From death. For true Christians, that will occur at the return of Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul makes this clear in 1 Thessalonians 4, 15-16. For this... We say to you by the word of the Lord that uh, we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep or dead. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. And so what they then claim is that seems to indicate that when you die, you get buried in the ground. And when Jesus comes back, you are raised physically from the tomb. So it's going to be like a zombie apocalypse story. You know, you're just going to. Come out of the tomb, you know, dig yourself out of the tomb with your same old body. Probably going to be naked, not going to get clothes anywhere. And you're going to walk down the street, you know, towards Jesus in this um, physical body of yours. And then he talks about some Bible verses on the future resurrection of the dead. Um, yeah, and then a few other statements. And I'm not going to go further into that. Now, I'd like to respond to that because I think there's a lot of confusion in that uh that story over there that I that I just read, the the, the opinion of uh, those two people who wrote that article. And, and a few important things I think needs to be uh, pointed out. Let me start first of all, because, you know, you might be you might be knowing somebody who's died. You might know somebody who will be dying. And it's obviously understandable why this topic came up in this lady's life who referred the article to me. Her husband is soon, possibly, probably, most probably going to die. And so on their minds is this thing, okay, but where is he going? And, and, and then what? And then what? And then what? what? What will he experience? Is he simply going to an unconscious state? And what makes this such a difficult topic is that I haven't died. I haven't been there. And so I don't want to be, you know, making too much comments on it because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ill-experienced. I mean, if, but, but I do believe that we can trust what Scripture says. We can trust um, what the Apostle said who walked with Jesus. And we can trust Jesus himself, who is the author of life, who himself was an actual historical person that lived on the planet. And he was raised from the dead. More than 500 people saw him after his resurrection. If Jesus never did resurrect, Christianity would not have existed. Okay, so if we want to talk about life after death, I think it's best that we go to the people who saw somebody raised from the dead. And we go hear what the person who actually did rise from the dead, what he said about death. So I'm just going to point out a few things for you in this, uh, this podcast today. Uh, if you do have your Bible with you, you're welcome to turn with me. Pause the podcast as we go along. Otherwise, I'll just read it for you. And, you know, if you're listening to the, in the car or whatever, you know, you can, you can just try and remember what I say. So the first verse, I'm just going to go through a few verses. Hebrews 9.27 says, Just as man is destined to die once, and after that to face the judgment. That is a very interesting text. It seems to indicate that you die and the next thing that happens is that you are judged by God. And it seems almost immediate. Right? That's sort of what it looks like. 
Okay, the text continues. Uh, well, the, the article continues to talk about after death is sleep and, and says that it is an unconscious state. Okay, so so you die Fr from the moment you die until you get judged. How long is that? You see, so we're going to read some verses that says that when you die, the next thing you're going to experience is the judgment. Okay, now at the judgment, uh, how, how, how long will that be? Okay, how long will you be lying? In your grave okay all right and is that that space of time until the judgment is that just an unconscious state you don't think or feel anything is that true well once again we can only go to what Jesus said and Jesus actually gave us a very interesting story on that and it's in Luke chapter 16 verse 19 to 31 is it true? Remember the question now. Is it true that when I die, I immediately go into, go into God's presence or not? Do I go to a good place or a bad place or is it just nothing? Listen to Luke 16 verse 19. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. The time came when the beggar died, and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. Do you get that? Listen to this text. Okay, so there's a good guy, bad guy, wealthy guy, poor guy. Both of them die. The poor guy, Lazarus, he is carried by angels to Abraham's side. Okay? The rich man, he's buried. He dies and he's buried. Okay? Then verse 23 says, In Hades... Hades, the word Hades is the place of the dead. That's simply what it is. The place of the dead. In Hades, where he was in torment. Okay, so we see here the rich man is in torment. He's not in a place where he doesn't feel anything. You can't think any, anything. He is in a place where he can feel and think. He looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So this guy is basically in Hades and he can see that Abraham is in a different place and so is Lazarus. We, we might call that heaven. We might call it something else. I call it something else. And I'm going to explain that in a moment. And so he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I am in agony in this fire. Does, does this text seem to indicate that you experience nothing after death? Of course you do. But Abraham, and, and the question then is, is this after the judgment or before the judgment? We're going to see now. But Abraham replied, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things. While Lazarus received bad things, but now he is comforted here and you are in agony. And besides all this, between us and you a great chasm has been fixed, so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from here there to us. He answered, Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my father's house, for I have five brothers. Let him warn them so that they will not also come to this place of torment. And what do you pick up in the story there? His brothers are still alive back on earth. What does that mean? It means that Jesus has not returned yet. Do you get that? So you can die and you can immediately go into a place of agony. Or you can die and you can immediately go into a place of blessing. Abraham's side. Abraham replied, the text says, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, But if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He said to him, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. And that is very powerful. If they don't listen to the scriptures, <coughs> they won't even listen when somebody rises from the dead. And this actually happened. Jesus rose from the dead. 
and people didn't want to believe it. Well, because they didn't believe the scriptures in the first place. Okay, so I think this text quite fairly contradicts what the article says. When you die, you do think, okay, and you do experience uh, things, all right? And what's interesting here is that Lazarus, the guy that's, let's call it heaven, the guy that's in the good place, he doesn't, he doesn't even know what's going on. It's like when you're in this good place, you can't even, you can't even, you can't even see bad. You can't even think bad. It's just great where you are. Now, as, as I said, you know, it's, it's true that the Bible depicts death as going to sleep, but that, that has, says nothing about you going to heaven or hell. And it also doesn't mean that you literally go to sleep like you sleep here on earth. Okay. It's simply a metaphor to express a truth that although you die, you are not dead forever. And if you go to sleep, you will wake up again. And this is a, this is a truth. I mean, all of us, whether you're good or bad, whether you believe in God or not, whether you're Hindu or Muslim, whether you're a Buddhist or a, or a, or a whatever it is that you're Hare Krishna, um, you will live forever. The only difference is where you will live forever because we're eternal beings. We've got souls uh, and that lives forever. There's a part of us that will live forever. And so saying that people who die go to sleep is an, is an accurate statement because you, you, you're going, you, you, you're moving away from consciousness on the planet. Okay. But you will, you will rise again. You will continue to live. Now, the article says no scripture says that we go to heaven when we die. Okay. Well, so far we see that when you do die, you do go to some place, one of two places, right? Abraham's bosom, or you go to Hades, the place where the rich man, man was. But there's, a, there's an interesting scripture in Luke chapter 23 that I want to just refer to. Luke 23 and verse 32, it's about the crucifixion of Jesus. And we, we read in verse 32 the following. Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the skull, there they crucified him along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. So do you get the picture there? Jesus is in the middle, and there are two criminals also crucified with him, one on his left, one on his right. Verse 39 says, One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at Jesus. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourselves and us. Okay, so that's the one criminal. The other criminal rebuked the other one and said, Don't you fear God? Since you are under the same sentence, we are punished justly for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. And then he said to Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him. Listen to this text. Listen to this carefully. I tell you the truth. Today you will be with me in paradise. Today, he says. And that is so comforting to here and that's maybe the place that we go to when we die we might not go to heaven yet maybe heaven and hell uh when we read the, the scripture heaven and hell seems to be the place where we go after the judgment but where do we go before the judgment maybe this is the place it's paradise because jesus doesn't say here today you will be with me in heaven he says today you'll be with me in paradise either way it doesn't really matter if you belong to Christ, you know, Jesus said in Mark chapter 16, verse 16, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. If you, if you believe in Christ, you've repented of your sin, you've been baptized, then you will be saved. And when you die, you will on that day with Jesus as your friend, you will go into paradise. Paradise, maybe we can say that's Abraham's bosom. Uh, that's the place where Lazarus is. 
Okay, but there's another place as well that seems to be sort of the waiting place, the waiting place for judgment. Second Peter two verse four talks about a place that we call Tartarus. It's the place where demons and, and fallen angels have been locked up into dungeons um, for the judgment. So when the judgment comes, angels will be judged and humans will be judged. And maybe this, when we die, these two waiting places, they're not heaven and hell, but they are paradise and Tartarus. Maybe that's how it works. But maybe that doesn't even matter. Because the moment that you die, you're outside of space, time and matter. In other words, you don't feel time. There's no watch ticking by. You know, sometimes we've got this idea because we live in time. We think that people are dead or waiting in their graves. They are waiting, but they don't know it. A thousand years goes by in a second. Two thousand years goes by in a second. Because you can't measure time when you are dead. And so we like to, we like to understand the life outside of space, time and matter. But it's really hard for us to understand. That's why we've got stories and scriptures like this that gives us comfort and that lets us know, look, when you, when, when you, are, when you are with Jesus, you place your trust in him. Death is not something that you have to fear. You, you die. And from the moment, if you die in Christ, you will stay in Christ for all of eternity. All your sins are paid for. And so whether you wait for Christ until the judgment, it's going to be a good place. But we also, we must not... Um, underestimate the strength of scriptures that talk about Tartarus and hell and these things. Don't expect when you die, if you're outside of Christ, that you're going to receive every blessing that there is. You might just be in the position where this rich man was. And so you've got to, you've got to search your own heart and make sure that you know where you are going after you die. You need to make sure about that before you die. Let me continue reading a verse for us as well. First Thessalonians, and you know, it gets a little bit technical, you, you know, I, I personally don't like to delve too much into this because, you know, some of it might just be uh, misunderstood and, you know, people like to speculate about exactly what happens after we die. Well, let's wait and we see after we've died. Just make sure that you're in Christ now and everything will be okay for you after that. Uh, Paul writes to the church in Thessalonica and he says to them, brothers, we do not want you to be ignorant about those who have fallen asleep. Or to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. And that's a powerful text. <laughs> he says, I don't want you to, to, to be concerned about Christians who die. Okay. Or to grieve like pagans do. Or pe unbelievers or people of other faiths. You know, they grieve when somebody dies. Because they think that's the end of the person. And no, we have hope. If, if we've got Christ. Okay. And Christ was raised from the dead. Okay. He lives. You don't have to worry if you're in Christ if you die. And that's basically what he's saying here. Verse 14, we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. What is he saying? When Jesus comes back to judge the world, he's going to bring with him all the Christians who have died in him. In other words, he's going to bring back all the Christians, the true Christians. So it seems like this. They, when Jesus decides, okay, the trumpet's going to blow now, uh, it's going to be the end of the world, he's going to raise the Christians who, who are dead, okay? We're going to meet Christ, and then the text says, but what about the people who are still alive? Okay, now listen to this. Verse 14, according to the Lord's own words, sorry, verse 15, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left 
till the coming of the Lord will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage each other with these words. And so what Paul seems to be saying is this, is that Christians who, who have died, when Jesus comes back, they will be raised from, from, from the dead. And those who are alive will then meet God together with these Christians who died long time back, together in the air. Yeah, it's, diff it's difficult to, to, to wrap your mind around it. It's, it it's, it's very hard to wrap our minds around it. Now, um, I think there's, there's, there's a few truths in here that are important, that, that I think needs to be uh, pointed out. First of all, that the, um, the thing that matters is that there's going to be a, a resurrection and that's going to be the moment that Jesus Christ returns. That's when the resurrection, the actual resurrection is going to take place that we are all looking forward to. And what happens until that time, it doesn't really matter if we're in Christ because we're going to be at Abraham's bosom. Let me just go on quickly with, with the article. The article seems to suggest that we will be raised with the same bodies that we have today. So you can look back, look at your hands, look at your legs. How do you feel about having that body forever? Now, I, I like my body, but, you know, I'm going bald. I wish I was a little bit taller. You know, I think each one of us, we look in the mirror and we're like, oh, man, you know, I wish I could just be a little bit more skinny. I wish I was stronger or I wish I was more good looking. Um... And so, I don't know, you know, would you like to have this body forever? Okay. Now, some people believe that the resurrection actually means that you will have the same body that you have now forever. And so you die, you get buried in the ground, and that body is going to be resurrected physically from the grave. But I don't believe that at all. The Bible says there will be a new heaven and a new earth. Okay, and so the physical world that we have today will be destroyed. I know, I think it's the Jehovah's Witnesses. They believe that this earth, this physical earth will remain as it is. It's just simply not the case. The Bible says that it will be destroyed and that there will be a new heaven and a new earth. But the Bible also says that we will receive new bodies that are different. I'm going to read it to you. 1 Corinthians, and this is very exciting. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 Verse 35, you know, Paul answers a very important question. Because if we will be resurrected, what will our bodies look like? You know? But someone may ask, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body will they come? Good question. 1 Corinthians 15:35. From verse 36, how foolish. What you sow does not come to life unless it dies. When you sow, you do not plant the body that will be, but just the seed, perhaps of wheat or of something else. But God gives it a body as he has determined, and to each kind of seed he gives its own body. All flesh is not the same. Men have one kind of flesh, animals have another, birds another, and fish another. There are also heavenly bodies, and there are earthly bodies. But the splendor of the heavenly bodies is one kind, and the splendor of the earthly bodies is another. The sun is one kind of splendor, the moon another, and the stars another, and star differ from star in splendor. So will it be with the resurrection of the dead. The body that is sown is perishable, it is raised imperishable, it is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory, it is sown in weakness, it is raised in power, it is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. Okay, now, so, so did you see that? We've got weak bodies now, but we're going to have glorious bodies. 
we've got natural bodies now, but we're going to have spiritual bodies at the resurrection. Okay, verse uh, 50 is also important. I declare to you, brothers, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. What is he talking about? He's saying... He's saying that we will not be resurrected in physical bodies. We will receive spiritual, glorious, powerful bodies that can live forever. New bodies. And he compares it to a seed and a tree or a plant. Your body, your physical body is just a seed. But what you will be when you resurrect it, when you come out of the ground, uh, figuratively speaking, is going to be much more glorious than the physical body that you have. So good news. Your fat belly is going to be gone. Your your knee that doesn't want to get better, it's gone. Your your funny face, it's over and out. You're going to get a new, better body. And then it says, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. So the kingdom of God is not about flesh and blood. It is about spiritual things. He continues to say, listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised, imperishable, and we will be changed. So what's going to happen when Jesus comes back and you're alive? Instantly, you're going to be changed into a spiritual being. I think you're going to die. <laughs> you're going to die. And you immediately going to turn into a, a spiritual being. And those who have been waiting, who've died in Christ, they will then meet together with the people that were still alive in the air. In other words, I think the idea that Paul is bringing across is that they will be in a spiritual realm. The physical will have disappeared. So this is why I don't believe we, we will be raised from our graves. And, and there are actually Christians out there, quite a number of Christians, who, who, who believe that you shouldn't be cremated. Okay, Because if you, if, if you get cremated, then you, God won't be able to resurrect you. Okay, because you're going to be physically resurrected. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the moment that you die, your physical body, your material body is worthless. It is dust. You won't be flesh and blood again. It's over. It's an erroneous teaching. It, you know, it's going to be like Avatar. Have you seen the movie Avatar? Isn't that amazing? It's going to be like that. You're going to get a new body. One thing that this guy says in the article that I just want to point out in conclusion is that he says that there is another opportunity for salvation. And that's simply not true. This is it, ladies and gentlemen. The dispensation that we are in now, this is it. Now is the time to choose God or not. Now is the time to get your life right or not. Look at Lazarus and the rich man. You've got your one life on earth. God has given you enough time here to live. He's given you free will. And He's given you access to Him. It is in this life that you must choose to submit to God and follow His way and recognize Him as the Creator. And I want you to think about that carefully. I want you to think about what has been said, what has been read here. This is real. Death is real. People are dying now. People are going to die this week. People have died in the last few weeks that you've known. And they've stepped into eternity. And I wonder, I wonder... If they will be resurrected with new bodies like Jesus promises to those who are in him. So let me summarize. We die. We're going to die. And after we die, we sort of go into, let's say, a waiting space, either in paradise or Tartarus. But we, we don't really know. You know, we could probably not even feel that because it's going to go past in a second because there is no time and space. So in actual fact, you die and then you face the judgment. We face God. And after the judgment, we enter eternity with God. 
or eternity without God. In a new world with new bodies. May God bless you. Have a fantastic week. Bye-bye.